Hey everyone, I'm Stephen DeLaRoche. I am Taylor Draper. And welcome to Dressing for Wellness, a show where we aim to break down the walls of mental health stigmas by hosting authentic and inspiring conversations with people in the menswear community. We'll talk about how style has changed their lives for the better by empowering them and enhancing their confidence, and how style can do the same for you. On today's episode, we're joined by Eduardo Xavier. Over the course of the conversation, Eduardo shares his own personal journey, from starting as a personal shopper in Australia to starting his own custom tailoring business, European Custom Tailors in Salt Lake City. He also shares his advice to those trying to find their own style, how dressing up boosts his confidence and mood every day, and why hats are such a key piece to his own personal style. So pull up a chair and let's listen in. wanted to start off the interview and just um just tell me about yourself i love your page i love your instagram page and how long have you been around what's got what kind of got you into doing custom tailoring okay so yes i i have been doing this for the last um 13 years uh 2007 that's when i started i was living actually in melbourne australia uh, I didn't have any background at that moment in tailoring, but I did have some uh, knowledge in personal shopping and image consulting. Um, and that's where I start. And why did I start it? Basically, I thought that um, there was a niche for menswear at that moment and uh, men need some help to get uh, involved in such a in better styling and dressing better. I was actually in an IT uh, service desk, um, and people used to say I was the best dressed guy in, in, in the department. <laughs> so that's pretty much where I started, and uh, I started doing shopping, personal shopping for many people. And uh, then I got employed doing personal shopping for a department store. And then from there, I saw a niche for custom clothing because the, how, how I was doing styling, I could not find the right clothing that I wanted for my clients. So that's why I decided to start doing custom tailoring. And uh, that's basically how I started. Um, and yes, as I said, what made me start, it was basically I thought, I thought there was a, a lack of uh, help uh, for men's, uh, for yeah. men at that, at that moment. And I still believe that today men really don't pay attention to what they're wearing, uh, much. And I think the dresses, the people with more style, the, the people that have, they have more awareness in the image, in the importance of image are the ones that can help more men into this journey of dressing better. Um, yeah, basically, basically was that, and I'm looking now here in Salt Lake City. Um, I do have my own custom tailoring company, and uh, we do many things as well as course for people like yourself. Um, but um, the reality is, is based on you know on the need that this 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 industry this industry is so. How can I say so? not really easy for people to understand what's going on in terms of what we do because people might think that they come here and just pick up a suit and pick a fabric or whatever and it's so much more to it and i love that 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 side of uh, of this business and uh, it's, uh, again i think it's a passion so yeah my mom actually my mom was a dressmaker 
my dad was a banker, always dressing nice. My mom always as well uh, was dressing uh, accordingly and she was making a lot of things at home. But, you know, my I didn't grow up uh, thinking of I'm going to be doing what my mom does or my, or I'll be dressing what how my dad does. No, I, it took, took me a few years uh, to get into dressing, dressing the way I am today. Yeah. Yeah, that's – oh, man, so – so you were in Australia first. That's I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Do you know uh, Steve Calder from over there? I just interviewed him last oh, week. Oh yeah, uh, Steve Calder. Yes, of course. I'm actually I made a suit for him uh, back in the days before he he had his own his own uh, custom tailoring company. Um, that's that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I made, uh, we call it EB Spoke. Was a truly truly made by hand. Um, uh, spot, I think it was a spot coat in a, a blue Prince of Wales pick lapel. Um, we worked in the same department store. Uh, Steve Calder worked for Xenia for many years, and yeah. I sold many Xenia suits to my clients as doing personal shopping. That's so, so cool. That's yeah, I know. There's, there's a connection there. There's a connection there. I know now he's, he's, uh, he's doing a lot of. Um, a lot of uh, Napolitan style. That's is pretty much what he likes. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I know. I know Steve. We we actually have friends in common. One of the, of his friends called uh, Tran Peter Tran. I style him to win the the, the biggest competition in menswear in Australia, which is uh, fashion on the field. And uh, he won wow. eighty thousand, eighty thousand, <laughs> yeah, eighty thousand uh, uh, worth. Uh, by by dressing in uh, I can't remember now it was a double breasted Prince of Wales in 2012. Uh, wow! Yeah, and that was amazing. I was working. I was styling about I think I was styling about ten people for Virgin Blue, and I received a call. Boom! Boom! Steve, Peter just won. Peter just won. What? <laughs> Peter just won. No way! Peter just won. I'm telling you. He said no way. <laughs> And that year actually was the, the year of everything for me start in the in the custom clothing industry just went crazy because I won the first and the and the third place in that same year, in that same competition. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Very interesting. Very, very Did you share any of that? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know about I don't know about uh, Steve. We haven't spoken in a long time, um, but. Um, you know, and then a year after, they went to another competition, and Peter, the same guy, which is his best friend back back in those days, and and Steve always wore Zenia by, by then, always Zenia. So he went to the competition. He went second. He won the second place, and I won again, first and third. Peter went went to that competition. And he 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 he, uh, he got the third place again. Uh, yeah, interesting, interesting that you mentioned uh, Steve. There we go. Yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, he's he and I have kind of become a. Be, I'd like to say we've become friends over the past few weeks. Um, I'm actually wearing one of his polos from his okay. uh, Informale brand. But yeah, he's a great guy, super nice. Um, I just yeah. had the pleasure of interviewing him last week, so that's that's really funny. So, did you go to Melbourne to the states, or did you go other places in between? Oh, so. Um, 2003. That's on I first. 2002, 2003. When I first migrated to Australia, I lived there until 2008. 
And then I left. Uh, I lived in Mexico for a year. I came to the States for a couple of months. I went back to Portugal. I learned more tailoring with the tailor. I stayed with the tailor for about six six months. I went to a school of tailoring in uh, in Barcelona. And then I revamped my idea of tailoring at that time in 2009, 2010. And I had back, uh, first I went to New Zealand and then I had, oh, wait, 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 before that, I lived in, in Spain for about a year. And, and then I went to New Zealand for about 10 months. And then I went back to Australia for about, so about, I think four, four, four years, more four years. And then I left Australia and I came to the States. Wow. You've been all over. That's all over the place. <laughs> I live. I think I live in seven or six different countries in five or six different continents. Man, that's really cool. I'm I'm very jealous about that. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that I think one of my biggest assets is that traveling and that experience we living with different sort of cultures, learning about people, uh, mm-hmm. and that what helps me today to understand people better when I do my consultations and uh, and yeah. I think that the rate of understanding is higher now with all these travelings. Yeah, that's really cool. So, so that's definitely a high point with uh, winning those competitions. That's great. Like, what are some of your best moments just in in the industry? Well, yes, I, uh, I cannot forget those moments. And uh, for many years, since 2012, then I saw a target. Uh, let's say I start dressing people for to go to those competitions. So year after year, I was winning. Of course, it became more competitive uh, in, in 2015, and I did end up not winning first place, only third and top ten. Became more comp- uh, more more uh, more competitive, and as well, it's a it's 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 a panel of a few judges, and there's brands involved. And I was not that big big of a brand. You know, in in that start, people being a little bit more biased to a few things, um, and and they see that the small guy not as a being as a, a guy to be recognized as much, uh, because those two competitions that we used to we used to promote or we used to um, uh, target, um, they are run sponsored by department stores that sell suits, mm. so they all. Yeah. Want that su- the suits that they are selling, the brands they are selling, to be on the top three at least. Yeah. So it leaves uh, less less margin for for other people that come the outsiders that don't have a brand and come and come and try to conquer that. Well, we we, we were winning because of the styling. Uh, it was not only about the suit. We were winning because of the styling. The guy always had a hat, always have some props. You know, proper knot. Uh, you know, all about the, the you know the pocket square. We and, and, and those days, I have to be honest with you, there was no many people putting a pocket square or understanding that the men's wear the hat makes such a more impact than not having a hat. So we were all yeah. about styling, and so that's why we won. I have to be honest with you, it was not about the quality of the suit. It was about more about how that guy looks. If everything is there, everything is there. It's the harmony between the top to, to, to the shoe, from the head to the shoes, is all that. Yes, it is all that. The 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 the, the, the intricacies of the fabric to the tie to the pocket square and the shoes, all that together. It's it's that's why we won uh, many times. You know, from 2012, 13, 14, and, and not 15, but 15. Actually, 15 as well, not 16. 
So all those those three four years it was it was consecutive uh, winning 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 winning. And then I left Australia. So and I don't know exactly what's going on now in that industry. And I believe it became even more competitive because in 2012 there was no many custom tailoring uh, out there. So it was more about brands, and I was the only one doing custom tailoring and you know having the ability to understand the industry and to tweak. The styles, the, the 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 fashion into more sartorial fashion. Right. Yeah. And that's that's a, that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, it's a big difference. Big difference. And then that's when people start to understand, you know, and and, and and year after year they start to see my suits and start to see my styling, and then people start to kind of uh, replicate. And as well, brands will kind of like see. There's a lot of custom tailoring out there. Like, let's start to do as well. Brands start to doing custom tailoring as well on the side not only being ready to wear. So the comp- competition became bigger, which I think is great for us. Great for everyone, yeah. great for the industry, great for the man's wear alone, which is good. Yeah, totally. I You just inspired me to try and start one here in Colorado. I don't think there's anything like that uh-huh. um, anywhere near here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Maybe in maybe in New York and California, but nothing in the, in the Midwest or anything like that. So, yeah. Uh, uh, they used to attach this to the racing horse carnival, to the spring racing carnival. Yeah, yeah. There, it is big in Melbourne. It's I think it receives about half a million of of visitors in a week, with a lot wow. of meetings from Saturday, which is the the derby day where where the biggest competition is. You 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 sort of should not wear anything besides black, uh, grays, black and grays and whites. Because it's Darby. Darby is traditional black and white. Any shades of black, any shades of white. So, and the girls go with the big fedoras, uh, big fascinators, and big hats, and uh, be- beautiful, beautiful style. I, actually, I love it. It's so classy, so classy. Even even big uh, actors from here go down there, like Nicole Kidman. Of course, she's Australian. Even uh, Naomi Campbell. Uh, big actors go there just for that particular day, which is the Derby day, which is Saturday. Uh, first Saturday of November. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Maybe are you going to go back? Yeah. If you had that yeah. down there. It's yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's awesome. And so you mentioned about the hats. Do you always style with hats? And I just have to say, I love all of your hats. And I don't know if you remember this, but you and I had a conversation just through Instagram maybe I want to say like six to eight months ago, just about how to wear black hats and everything, because I was asking you about it. I saw one of your pictures. I remember vaguely. I remember that uh, you asked me a few questions about that. Yeah. And it's definitely, it definitely inspired me to go out and get some hats. I I don't think I have found any that I feel like I can pull off every day, but I'm, I'm still working on it. And that's all from your inspiration. Um, could you just like tell me a little bit about like what you what you got you into hats because you seem you seem to be very very into them and it's and it's yeah. great and it's so cool. I think um, it is again a form of respect that I I was gaining um, out there. You know, again you spoke about before um, uh, we spoke about uh, self esteem and you know respect. I think it's one of the things that I, I really I get uh, out of any. Even today, I look, and I don't want to be very political or uh, talk about race and all that. Even today, I get respect out of uh, any any race, 
any any age just from presenting with it in a three-piece suit or put a hat on you know all those things adds to the the style but at the same time heads adds points to um, a more gentleman approach um, yes i think one of the reasons that i start wearing hats was basically um the competitions that i used to is uh, styling people um, but then even then i was not wearing hats daily i think i start wearing hats daily when i start traveling with a hat because i had to travel with hats and sometimes you want to travel you probably you don't want to put your hats all in one bag and get all squish i always travel with a hat and so i always wear a hat and i, I start getting very comf comfortable comfortable with the hat because as well the image that I was showing, people was respecting even more. So you kind of get, you get start getting more comfortable with the hat, you know. And I think it, these days is one of my assets, you know, uh, always a statement, let's say. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because anytime I see you in pictures or anything like that, it's a very distinct style. And I always know that that's you. Even oh, yeah. if I'm just quickly scrolling, I'm like, oh, that's a Bordeaux. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Interesting. Yeah, Absolutely. So what, what are some of your style inspirations that you pull from? Like, do you have any particular like art directors that you really follow closely for inspiration or you kind of, you kind of built that I, yourself? I used to, now I have a, a very, you know, a very uh, mature style that I don't get inspired in any particular person, but I have to be honest with you that, you know, Instagram is a great way to get inspired and, uh, one one guy that I really like to to get to to look at his styles and uh, is David Gandy, which is a, okay. a British model, um, and he does a lot of uh, collaborations with a lot of brands. He, uh, meaning, he's mo he models to a lot of brands, and he has a British uh, style, but a very fitted uh, style uh, in terms of British, because British tends to be more uh, relaxed. But he has a very British twist twist to the modern days. So I like David Gandhi. Of course, there's other guys on, on Instagram that uh, we always look, you know, there's the Italian Italian uh, icons such as Marad or, or um, Daniel, Daniel Zanotti, Zanotti, Daniel V in his Instagram. There's other, other guys that I'll, I'll look, you know, there's the, the guy, what's his, Thomas, Thomas, the guy from Absolute Bespoke, he has a beautiful style. Um, there's Rubinacci if you want to go for more uh, more relaxed look as again on the, on the Italian tailoring and, and very spresatura in, in somehow yeah uh, yeah there's, there's many 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 but I, I don't I tend to not stick to those styles uh, you know one thing that gives me more inspiration is look at fabrics looking at fabrics yeah. for me it's it's the most inspiring things even now I'm looking here. I have two books open, open off fabrics, and um, I'm I'm trying to think of something. So I'm just getting inspired as as I go. I've received new bunches of uh, some um, some brands from Italy, some new meals. So I think the the meals for me is what inspires me. It's not actually, uh, the, and then I can create whatever I want. You know. Yeah, definitely. I I mean I love looking at the mills Instagram pages too, and and their websites to see all of it and. Uh, yeah, I haven't been in the industry long enough to be able to get like new books as they come in, but every time I do, I'm I'm just so excited about it and it's it's very yeah. inspirational. I love yeah. it. But Yeah, so what um 
So what kind of advice would you give to someone who is just trying to find their style and just trying to find how they express themselves through menswear um, mm-hmm. with finding their style? What kind of advice would you give somebody like that? I think you need to, to jump into a journey of uh, discovery. What is that? What does that mean? Uh, it's like you go into a highway alone and you just have to see, 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 see everything. Just drive and look, drive and look. Same thing here. So uh, we spoke about, about the mills, you know, looking, looking at uh, things like fabrics for me inspires me. If, if you have not, if you don't have that creativity uh, mind, go into Instagram and, and look at as much as possible. But again, try to understand your body. Try to understand that you are looking for t- to someone that is not like you. Uh, try to find something, some body types that are more similar to you. Because, you know, things might look good in, in, in some, some people, but it doesn't mean that it's going to look good on you. So uh, as, much as, as much as possible, yeah, just uh, breathe, eat whatever you can from all these, all these sources that we have these days and we, we didn't have back, back, back in the days, you know, uh, when I was growing up. And now I say I see, you know, this bridge between menswear fashion and sartorial approach um, all connected through social media and I think it's the biggest source of information, biggest source of styling uh, these days. You know, start following more, start seeing more of the style that you think you might want, then less though, and less of you, what you have these days. So, fade what you have, bring what you want. Basically, I know uh, I'm trying to say this because I I say to a lot of people, show me your feed, and I I know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll find out exactly who you are if you show me your feeds, being Instagram or Facebook. So remove what you have too much and bring new, 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 new. That's going to create the new you as well. And I'm talking about a lot of things that we have and sometimes we have too much and we get uh, addicted or we get stuck to, to a, a particular style. I think that the more diverse the more uh, is, this is goes again to my traveling. The more I saw, the more I understand who I was. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah, the same thing with, with with styling. The more you see, the more you get your hands on it. The more you're gonna find out that you're gonna get that funnel into what what you really want or what what you you will be. Yeah, that's really really good. I love that. So you have like a really unique style, as we've said before, and I love it. And, um, that takes a lot of intentionality. So one of the reasons we started inherent clothing was because of the intentionality in the morning of putting on a suit and being intentional about what you're presenting to the world. Mm -hmm. And whether that's confidence, I like to call it a suit of armor that I put on myself because in the morning, no matter what's going on with your life, um, people watching this and know my story. I've had a really tough time. And the only thing that really helped me get through the day was putting on that suit, that suit of honor and knowing that I looked good and knowing that I was just a little bit confident in what I was presenting, uh, a little bit confident in what I was presenting to the world. Um, uh-huh. Do you have, do you have that same kind of experience or can you, can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, I, I think, I think when I don't put a suit on, um, I'm just not me anymore. Um, it's, that's why I, 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 I can't say not so, a suit. Let's say when I don't dress up, it's just not me anymore. Dressing up, meaning 
for people, dressing up is meaning putting in nice clothes. For me, I only have nice clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have nice clothes. So my day to put bad clothes, to put the casual clothes, the, 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 the sweatpants and, and the T-shirt and all that, is my Sunday. And I don't want to talk about anything related to fashion and anything. It's my relaxed Sunday. You know, six days a week, I, I put... It, and my people, people might think that is a pretending image. It's not. It's just me, 100% me, and the way I want it to be. Uh, you know, I I work in the suit industry. I work I, I work in the suit industry. I work in the in the in the retail industry. Let's say or consulting industry. But it's more me. I don't dress for people. I dress for myself. I dress for the mirror. What I see is what I want, yeah. what I want to get uh, out of this. Every morning, you know, for me, a lot of people say, "Oh, it might take a long time for you to dress up." At these days, it doesn't take a long time. Because there is a, a, a routine that is so easy for me now. I already know what goes well with who. And, and so the jacket goes well with that. And, and that shirt's going to work pretty good with those pants and, and with that tie. So I develop by this routine day after day a comfortable approach. And not only a comfortable approach, an approach that represents me 100%. I don't see myself without a jacket these days walking on the streets. Uh, you know, I don't need to put a suit on but uh, or a tie on. But to me, even yesterday, I was talking uh, to someone and I was saying, you know, always with a jacket. Always, no matter how hard it is, I'm <laughs> always wearing a jacket in public. Uh, and that's that's has been actually prior to me starting this business, has been me always wearing a nice jacket, blazer, sports coat, whatever you want to call it, but always something. Yeah. And how do you think that affects like your confidence levels in the morning? Maybe when you were just starting, like, do you, how, did you notice a big difference of like, of like, Oh man, uh, I'm sure you've had bad days. Like everyone has, and you're just kind of like, Oh man, today's going to suck. But, um, if I can just get dressed and feel good about myself, it'll make at least this thing I have to take care of a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. There's days that you don't you don't feel like uh, like the day before or, or the week before. Um, you know, I actually post a video on my on my um, on my story, and a couple of days ago, I think it was Friday or Thursday, I felt amazing, and it all had to do because the way I was wearing uh, what I saw in the mirror. So basically, I think those things for me definitely they they have a, a big, big, a big um, they pay off. Let's say, uh, you know, uh, sometimes you feel a little bit not motivated. And I actually go back to words of Tom Ford. He said when uh, when he was depressed, he said the best thing he had was putting a is one of these great suits and go buy some vegetables. Go to the vegetable market and buy some vegetables. And, you know, just just that just creates a new new you. And I'm pretty much on that on that on that subject. I tend to be not be uh, overwhelmed with life these days, but sometimes we are, and we can we don't know why, but we are. And I think just from putting a nice clothing, something that makes you look great, and you know, even finish up with a nice hat. I think it's always helps for me to, uh, to take take the day. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for speaking on that. I don't want to take too much of your time, but um, a closing question I like to ask everybody is just from a kind of wider perspective. 
Um, how do you think mental health and confidence and clothing just go together? Oh, yes. Um, uh, I would say that image is a big, big thing. Image, uh, image can, be, can be divided in many, many subjects, from grooming to, uh, to present yourself, to the clothing, to the shoes, to the, even to the, uh, the smell that, that, you, that you send out there. So all that together, I think it is a big, a big. Uh, it takes a lot of um, a lot of uh, perception who, 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 who we are and who we want to be, and only that. It can help the ones that don't know who they are and they don't know who they want to be. They don't know where to go. They don't. They don't know where they came. And they kind of like lost. So I think image uh, helps a lot of people to find themselves again. Um, why? The triggers. The triggers of image is the the people. You start to be noticeable. You start to be noticeable for yourself in front of the mirror. You kind of like you revamp your image. You revamp yourself. Your 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 inner inner you. It starts to come out. You start to play with colors. You start to to love to put a tie or a tie or even a hat or even a pocket square or even just a jacket over, something that you've never done. And it, it, when you start to develop this image, this approach to something that uh, it's new for you, but at the same time you start to find about you, oh, I actually like this. I actually like, it's not all hate. You actually start to liking things, start to uh, appreciate things. And, and people start to appreciate you because you start to appreciate yourself as well. So all these things is like a reflection, it's like a mirror, it just bounce back to you. It's such an energy. I walk on the streets and I get, oh, looking so nice. Oh, hi, how are you? Oh, I like that suit. Oh, that hat, beautiful. Oh, I love your shoes. All those things is such a, 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 a trampoline for you to kind of like feel on the, be on the clouds. And be so happy with yourself, you know, happy with life, happy with, with what you do, like you go to work or even, you know, jumping in the train. If I dress this way, jumping on the train, people just look at me kind of like, so nice to see a man dressing like that. Oh, yeah, you, hey, brother, you're looking great today. You know, there's all kinds of uh, compliments or all kinds of uh, uh, appreciation or, or people start to noticing you. And when you start to noticing that you're starting to put more effort into your life and you're, you're kind of like a flower that just got some water over and it just starts to flourishing. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love the passion too. Well, thank you so much for doing this, this interview. I really appreciate it. Um, do you want to just tell people where to find you on your website and Instagram and everything like that? Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, as, as, as I said, my name is Eduard Xavier. You can find me on the Eduard Xavier underscore the European, uh, my Instagram, and you can reach out to me uh, and as well over my uh, website, europeancustomtailor.com. And uh, yeah, let's let's play. Let's, let's, be, let, let's be us. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. And that does it for us here on this episode of Dressing for Wellness. You can check out our social media pages at Inherent Clothier and also visit us on our website at www.inherentclothier.com. Thank you all so much for joining us. I'm Stephen Rocher, 
I'm Taylor Draper. We'll see you next time.